0: Hello and welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host. You'll never catch her having any truck with those Yankees across the river, Whitney Nelson. (laughs) That's me. I had to check to make sure that I wasn't mishearing that line. And then uh, I wasn't having any truck. Yeah,
1: no, that's the right line. I never heard,
0: I've never, I've never, Have you, are you familiar with that phrase? I, I've never heard oh, that. Oh yeah,
1: no, I don't know if, I don't know if this is my Midwestern farmer half of the family coming out or what, but that was the thing that was said all the time. I feel like uh, I don't truck with that.
0: Oh, well, well, I get that. See, that would, that would track with me because we're just replacing one word with another, <laughs> but.
1: No, I think it was before fuck was used in that context. That is interesting. Context. I think trucking was like I always in my head pictured it more as like a I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like I will I I, approve of this idea enough to like haul it
0: mm. place to place. Okay. okay.
1: That's what I always saw in my head with, with truck was like it's worth the effort or not worth the effort.
0: Got it. Yeah,
1: okay. That's how I always pictured in my in my head, because it was said a lot. Um, and I, again, I don't know, I have a bunch of Midwestern farmer family, and then I also did a bunch of Civil War reenacting and living history stuff, so I don't know where it came from that I said that. but
0: Bombarded on all sides by, by trucks, by yeah. trucking. I understand.
1: But yeah, I've said, I don't truck with the likes of you more than once in my life.
0: i got to try to work this into a conversation somehow now. I'll work Mm -hmm. on that. I'll work on that. Whitney, I got to ask right out of the gate.
1: Mm.
0: When are we going to stop being bamboozled? Is there an end in sight?
1: I don't know.
0: This was a fucking television show. (laughs) What? I I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that, again, this has happened to me. I said, no TV Mm -hmm. shows, no movies and it, basically, every and then, single one of the things so far we've it's watched only
1: been TV shows. <laughs>
0: Son of a bitch! I think next week our, our streak will finally <laughs> I be broken. We have
1: exclusively watched TV shows so far. Unbelievable!
0: So. Every time this faded to black, yeah. I was like, oh, they just they just smashed together a TV show, didn't they?" Because they smashed to black, uh-huh. they fade to black a lot in this movie.
1: Yeah, not to jump the gun too much, but I found this movie very hard to follow in the first thirty minutes or so. Uh, let's let's do the let's do the upfront stuff and then we can talk about the rest of it.
0: I'm excited. We'll get into it. So
1: cliffhanger. You gotta get through the housekeeping to get to my comments on being confused. Perfect.
0: Okay. <laughs> so uh, as always, I want to mention up top you can find our podcast at 12 and 24com That's the numbers one, two, and two four dot com. You can email us KurtLockerpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at KurtLockerPod. Slow but steady increase in both emails and followers on Twitter.
1: It'll it'll pick up more once we get into his like late teens, early twenties. I think
0: that's when when someone types in "Escape from New York" podcast, and then the Google result shows yeah. us. That's when it. I mean, realistic. I'm just being realistic here. Or the thing, or something. That's when it 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 skyrockets.
1: Well, once you get like heavy hitters you get a bunch of heavy hitters right out the gate but we do have a, another decade or so still in these disney years
0: lord help me i'm having a great time despite what i despite uh, what my <laughs> my attitude might suggest otherwise it is not true i am really truly enjoying this if only because of kurt so yeah
1: kurt russell Again, we're jumping the gun. Let's get through the housekeeping. But Kurt Russell is proving to be a tiny dynamo and I understand why he has had the career that he has.
0: Right. It was it's pretty evident.
1: To be like 16 years old and driving the movie with only other adults in leads says a lot about him.
0: Yes. It's it's something. Yeah. So yeah. when when you're when we're piecing this episode back together, you're going to be getting our thoughts throughout. So by the time when we get to our actual thoughts, you'll you will have heard most of them already. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hearing our thoughts, you can join us on Discord and chat in real time. Hmm. Just go to twelve and twenty four slash Discord. This is also mm-hmm. growing steadily over time,
1: which is really really nice. It is. We've had a long conversation about Tilda Swinton recently. Um we've had just a lot of stuff. Uh a good review of Cyberpunk 2077 that Eric shared that also goes a little bit into a deep dive of Keanu's career. Sure. Uh a lot of cool stuff that is both relevant and totally irrelevant to any of the podcasts.
0: Yeah, right. Don't don't think that we have to necessarily stay on point in a Discord. There are it it is it actually very rarely does. So, it's cool though. <laughs> Please feel free to join in. And then mm-hmm. finally, if you want to support us with just a moment of your time, you can share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes, bring more folks into the fray. We have our first review. Uh, is It's Ooh. it's wonderful. It's five stars, five full stars. You love to see it. This is from Steve, a.k.a. Elvis236. Whitney, I'm sure you're aware, maybe you're not, but I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling you are, uh, that Kurt Russell is not only a huge Elvis fan himself but has played Elvis numerous times in various things that we're going to watch. So it makes sense that a guy whose username is I have is,
1: not seen any of those like okay. personas, but I am aware that they exist.
0: Yeah. He's very good. I Here's the thing, I don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything with the uh the actual uh, audio as far as the singing voice goes but the physicality that he brings when he does his elvis i'm like holy shit <laughs> that is crazy yeah
1: we'll see uh, elvis is the first person i ever had a crush on who's a oh, real person there you uh, go so we'll see how i feel about the physical personification of elvis but i refuse to believe that he was dead when I had a huge crush on him, and everyone was like, "He's dead," and I was like, "That's a lie."
0: Do you still refuse to believe it, or?
1: No, I know he's dead.
0: Okay, all right. I just wanted to. All right, that's good. No, I. Mean,
1: there are people that I firmly believe that he died in a toilet.
0: Mm, that's the bummer part of it. That's the bummer. part It of
1: is. It. <laughs> it's a real bummer part of it. But a lot of the later part of his life was a real bummer part of it.
0: So Steve's review.
1: That is neither here nor there. Steve says.
0: Steve says, huge Kurt Russell fan here. And I felt like I struck gold when I first heard about this upcoming podcast focusing on his films. Focus is a strong word given what we have presented so far, Steve. But I thank you. (laughs) He goes on to say, I'll be listening to every episode, but I'm really looking forward to when you get to his adult work. Thank you for providing this great idea for a podcast. I'll be listening till the end. Steve, thanks Steve. so much. Welcome to the show. Okay, are, are we keeping are we keeping on point? Should I run the synopsis? Do you want to change it up? Yeah. Do you want to run some? Sino- no, okay. no, do the
1: synopsis. All right.
0: Today we are talking about the film Mosby's Marauders. I think I said Mosby's Marauder on our last episode. It hard. I mean, not, it doesn't change too much, but you know, no. there are many of them.
1: Yes, it's a plural.
0: The plot synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes is. A young Confederate scout played by Kurt Russell for Mosby's Rangers meets a young Yankee who becomes his friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This movie was written by Harold Swanton and directed by Michael O'Harely. Hurley, Hurley, Hurley! Hurley, Some Irish guy, some very Irish guy.
1: Hurley, I think.
0: Hurley, oh, that's it. Oh, Hurley. All right, there you go. (laughs) Co-starring alongside Kurt R, James MacArthur, Nick Adams, Jack King, and Peggy Lipton. Whitney, what do the critics, audiences, and any any what does anyone have to say about this movie?
1: Well, on Rotten Tomatoes, no one has anything to say about anything. This movie has no Rotten Tomatoes scores. No critical or audience reviews. So we had to default to IMDb. uh, Because that's where the populace is with this movie, I guess. No one's rated it on Rotten Tomatoes. So IMDb has it as a rating of 6.8 out of 10 with 48 user ratings. Mm-hmm. and we have a quote from IMDB user Carrie Dawson dash 80048G who gave it 9 out of 10 stars Carrie Dawson 80048G says this is a delightful film involving the complexities of the American Civil War this film is cute in nature with comedic aspects during a dark time this film is well worth watching
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what Carrie Dawson says.
0: Carrie Dawson dash mm-hmm. eight zero zero four eight G
1: G. Uh
0: huh. Whitney, I would love to kick this <laughs> off with a question for you.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Because we're gonna. I think we could just get into it now. I mean, it's sad. I mm-hmm. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes isn't like hoity toity, right? Like. Ah! Am I am I taking crazy pills? Like why? Because like, uh, Mosby's Marauders exists on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it is a page that you can click to, but no critics and no one from the audience. Versus, I think twice now we've had to go to IMDb.
1: IMDb is boomers and oh, Rotten Tomato is millennials.
0: That checks out. Okay.
1: And boomers have watched this movie. And care enough about it to rate it, and millennials don't know it exists.
0: Great. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, so my question, to kick things off, on a scale of 1 to 10, Mm -hmm. how distracting was the tightness of Lieutenant Mosby's pants to you?
1: Oh, quite distracting. 10 distracting. But really, kind of, like, everything about Mosby was unnecessarily distracting. His facial hair was distracting. Yeah. His, like, weird piratical swagger. Like, he didn't have a pirate accent or anything, (laughs) but he definitely thought he was playing a pirate in a Civil War movie. And that was distracting. His tight pants were distracting. The fact that he was wearing, like, a sort of a cape when no one else was part of the time is distracting. Uh Everything about Mosby distracted from the story.
0: Okay, good. So we're coming in at the same exact place noticing the wrong things about this
1: movie. Yeah. Good. So here's the deal, everybody. I'm just going to go right in and do it. This movie is a Romeo and Juliet story during the Civil War. And what I like about it is that it focuses on the brother-against-brother brother stuff in a way that a lot of Civil War stuff does not. It portrays like good guys and bad guys and not just a bunch of Americans fighting one another. Mm. Uh, but it is also a very disney version of the Civil War and the politics behind it. And all of the clothing is horrifying from a historical costuming perspective. And the first 30 minutes or so are like, Double, triple, quadruple agent stuff where people are switching sides constantly because they're like being pulled over to one side and then they're prisoner of war on this side, but then they have to escape. So they're like, I could not keep track of who was a Yankee and who was a rebel Mm -hmm. for the first half an hour of this movie. Then when, when, like, the non-Kurt Russell main character meets the girl, everything kind of slows down a little bit, enough for me to follow along. But part of it was the horrible resolution of what we were watching, but the other part of it was that it was all dialogue and no sh- it was all, like, tell and not show- So I had a very hard time keeping the like machinations of war separate and who was who and where they were and what side of the river they were on and who they were working for and if they were undercover and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of it right up front and it is incredibly hard for me to parse maybe not hard for everyone to parse but for me with ADD I was like not watching this movie for the first 20 minutes even though I was watching this movie because I kept trying to like my brain kept disconnecting to follow things or to think about things or whatever Um, and I was not able to follow the story and be engaged in the story until mm. the like love story starts
0: yeah it wasn't just you just so you know okay, just good. so we're clear because I was like good I didn't think there was enough Clarity between the sides. Like I, I'm not telling mm-hmm. them to like put on your generic North Yankee Confederate <laughs> uniforms, but help a help a guy out.
1: But in some ways, this is this is the most historically accurate part of the movie. Is the not knowing who's on what side and like having things where it's raining, so everyone's wearing the same sort of like tarred trench coats. Yeah. To, Day dry and you can't tell who's on what side of the war when it's raining because everyone's wearing the same rain gear. A lot of that stuff is actually the most historical parts of this movie. Everything else is not historically accurate at all, but the sort of, like I said, the brother against brother stuff, the shouting across the river, being friends, doing target practice with the other people, like trading the tobacco for the coffee, all of that stuff is pretty accurate. And I'm sure it was as confusing at the time <laughs> as it was for us watching it. But also, you're making a movie. All the rest of it is so like movieized. Why couldn't you do that to the beginning and make it clearer who is who?
0: Right. You're like, which side? Okay, that those guys got it. Okay, they called them Yanks. Yes. So okay, I understand that those are in this movie the bad guys? i don't the bad
1: guys i guess but like right away kurt russell he's friends with these guys but then he shoots this guy and immediately i was confused when the and then he wasn't shot but he was shot people get like shot quote unquote in this movie a lot and then don't have any like injury later yeah and so i'm not sure if they're actually being shot or if it's just because it's like a Disney movie, they're not showing any gore and everyone's well in a couple of days. But, like, you don't just get up and walk around Hale and Hardy in two days after being shot.
0: That's... It was Mosby. He shot Mosby in the beginning. That's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. He did. He shot Mosby.
0: And then he just, like, covered him with a blanket and, and left.
1: And it was like, oh, that guy's <laughs> dead. Bye. And then they were like, no, it's a day later and they found G- him and... He's a deserter, and Mosby's walking around like nothing ever happened.
0: Right, not a scratch on him. It's pretty not a scratch on him. It's pretty wild. I don't, I, I don't know. Yes, you know. I think we should probably talk about the the watching of this movie. This is another one of those situations mm-hmm. that is like someone just took it upon themselves to archive it on YouTube. Yeah. I went out of my way to try to find a copy of this movie because I, I, I'm like, I don't think we'll have to do it for much longer. But like, I'm, I, I'm, a, and like a race car in the red with the quality of these films.
1: Well, I believe, I believe, like, yeah, no, I believe, like the the next one puts us squarely into Disney Plus territory, and yes. we're like good from there on out.
0: I love it. So that's great. You can get. I I looked it up because I was just curious. Whitney. If you go on Amazon and you do a quick search mm-hmm. for Mosby's Marauders, uh, mm-hmm. you can scoop it up on pristine VHS for the <laughs> low, low price of $489.95. Mm-hmm. 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 So if you're listening to mm-hmm. this and you happen to have this on VHS, <laughs> ka-ching. Sell it. ka ching even at half that price, you're making out like a bandit. I saw that Kurt Russell was fourth or fifth build in this
1: movie. Yeah.
0: And he is yep. the movie. He is he this movie to me is unwatchable without Kurt.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: If this was any other he kid, does, I don't even I, I mean the like the only
1: thing that makes this movie good. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. This movie is unwatchable without him. Uh, but he is not a starring role. He is, he's like fourth or fifth build, but he's maybe like the third most important character in the story. Yeah. Because the story is really about the two lovers and then Mosby. Kurt, Kurt Russell is like the plot hinge, but like he's not a character. He does not have the most lines of anyone in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's a connector of the of all of these characters. Yeah. He's the he's like the through line between the th- three of them, really, actually, because the the girl is his cousin. The guy who was courting her was the guy across the river in the beginning, and Mosby is his commanding officer. So it's like mm-hmm. he's crucial plot wise, but uh, yeah, honestly, I was like, Man, I don't like I don't care for any of these people. But Kurt no. is Kurt is crushing it. <laughs>
1: is very good in this and i made a note uh in, when i was watching this about him going through a lot of puberty between the last movie we saw and this movie yeah yeah um he's a little teenage heartthrob in this movie and were i a 16 year old girl i would have fallen desperately in love with kurt russell in this movie
0: oh yeah the hair the is it, is it blue yeah the, the eyes the, yeah he's,
1: the eyes, the hair, the smile. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a confidence in himself uh, in this movie that most 16 year olds do not have. And the fact that he was like tough, but also had a very strong moral compass and knew that people were more important than war. And like, that's all the things that you need for a very good teen heartthrob. I'm kind of surprised that I do, am not more aware of him being a teen heartthrob. Because I don't feel like I, I don't feel like people talk about him as a teen heartthrob.
0: Right. But it was it's possible. They, I mean, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the culture it's, around that may not it's have possible, had possible, but support. I feel like
1: it was, yeah, I feel like there was more, I, I don't know, I just feel like, I know 60s and 70s and 80s teen heartthrobs and the ones that are, like, the big ones people have talked about. And I've never heard Kurt Russell named as one of those. Hmm. It's not until we get later into the 80s when he's, like, in his 20s.
0: Right. But
1: anyway, I'm surprised because he's got the hair and he's got the smile and he's got the confidence and he's got the eyes. And I just... He was very dreamy in this movie.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would put that in the pros column for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you're into dreamy 16-year-olds. No, I'm just yeah.
0: saying Kurt Russell's presence overall. You know, whatever you're taking oh, away for sure, from his for per- sure. That's he, in the pros column.
1: is he is by far the most dynamic person on screen. He is by far the most relatable person on screen. This is a trend that we have seen for every movie so far where I have been shocked at his acting skill and his acting presence that is way beyond his years every single time and even more so in this one with a much bigger part that has more to do with like the movie um yeah no it's it's pretty pretty impressive
0: i'm watching this movie and i'm i'm getting the gist of what they were attempting here <laughs> and i think like I'm not saying that I want this remade, but if this were tackled with like modern sensibilities, I think this could be like a really decent film.
1: I think it could be a pretty great movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought the same thing. I was like there's enough meat on these bones that if it were remade properly, yeah. It would be a much better movie now than it was then.
0: And and guess what? I'll I'll, I'll just throw this out there. Maybe Kurt Russell is Mosby in the remake.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it so much that would
0: and then we find some other you know some other commanding sixteen year old presence to put on screen. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. it would mm-hmm. be it would mm-hmm. be interesting. I like the idea of the I don't know why I have to shoot that guy because he's we're just separated by this river. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing mm-hmm. i I like the love in the time of war. That's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. Everyone loves that. That's like one of our longest running stories because everyone loves Love in the Time of War. Of
0: course. And then to top it off, one of my personal favorites, there's a heist in this movie and the thing we're heisting mm-hmm. is a general. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love it. Yeah. They sneak in and steal the general while he's sleeping in the night.
0: That's I. everything about it. I'm like... There are so many great little discrete bits here. For me, mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. super connect and like how we got from A to B.
1: No, they didn't really connect at all. And that's part of the reason why for the first part of the movie, I was so confused. Right. Because they were not... Now, the thing is, and I don't know this for sure, but I believe this is actually a fictionalized version of like a real story. I think this is a real war story. And I think maybe the the lack of flow is because they were trying to be more authentic to the facts than they were to telling a story for TV or a movie. Mm. And I think that's where it falls through. I'm not sure that that's 100% true, but I believe that that is like Mosby's Marauders were really a thing.
0: Oh. I think
1: that all of the other stuff with Kurt Russell and the love story is made up. And I think that's why nothing... Ties together well is because they're too busy trying to hit real, like, plot points in a factual timeline with a whole bunch of other stuff that is extra to be more watchable as a movie. But they didn't tie the things together well, so nothing really connects at all. Yeah. That's my hunch. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what I do find hilarious, and my only other note on this movie is. They only had the rights. They only bought the rights to Love Me Tender, the song. Because other than the like sort of bugle cavalry type music, that's the only song in the movie. It's just different instruments playing Love Me Tender at different speeds the entire movie. I literally heard it about six times and I was like, there's no score other than the song Love Me Tender. And I thought that was very distracting.
0: I did. <laughs> Right. I didn't care for that. I didn't care for that. I didn't pick that up, truly. I watched through the credits because, uh, you know, I want to support uh, everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And also I just didn't... Well, again, you know.
1: I'm a big Elvis fan. And I know that Elvis was not the first person to sing that song. But I kept singing the Elvis version, yeah. which never matched up to any of the score versions. And that I kept finding it very distracting i was like wait hang on we're love me tender again
0: that's an interesting choice for just everything that's going on and there's like maybe one part in this movie where that that song makes sense kind of Mm -hmm. but uh that's that's pretty wild actually didn't Mm -hmm. pick up on that
1: Well, that's because you're not as big an Elvis fan as I am.
0: I, I uh, guilty, you know. <laughs> uh, you could you you wear the crown well. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I think we t- we touched on everything else. I, you know, for me, the 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 technical work, th- which, just what we're seeing on screen.
1: Well, it's hard to say because it's such a bad quality video.
0: Yeah, I mean, for free, great. Like, of course, like we didn't pay a cent. But again,
1: since there's like two copies in the world and millionaires are fighting over them, like this is all we're gonna get.
0: Yeah, this is this is the the bar is set extremely. This like
1: taped off of TV and uploaded to YouTube from like a VHS straight into a digital copy. Yeah, like this is as good as it's gonna get. But it was very hard. First of all, all the actors looked alike. It's true. And again, they did not make enough different differentiation between the the, like, north and the south as far as uniforms or whatever. But I could never tell who was saying what or who was what character, with the exception of Mosby, who had incredibly tight pants. Multiple times, I lost our young hero lover in the crowd of whoever he was with because he looked like everybody else except for a little bit, like... Do fear.
0: Right. Uh, you know who I when I looked at him, I couldn't help but see like the you know, you know how there are like templates for people, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. I, or at least I believe that we're like, you're like, wow, that person really looks like that person. To me, that guy looked like Matthew Lillard, the guy from Scream.
1: Whoa, Matthew Lillard, that's weird. That did not occur to me once. I don't
0: know, just transport yourself back. It's the way the eyes are set on the face. I don't know, it, I was just like, man, that dude looks like a like a, just a slightly more filled out Matthew Lillard, that's all. Maybe he looks like Matthew Lillard right now. I haven't seen him in two decades. I don't know what he looks like.
1: I thought that he looked like, um, hmm, alfalfa from The Little rascal. <laughs> Sure. Hey. I don't know if that's the right little rascal. But one of the little rascals. I think he was the
0: dapper one, was he not? Or was he the one with the I don't suspenders think and so. the
1: I don't know. Who had the big teeth?
0: That's a great question for our other Does podcast.
1: <laughs> no. We are Definitely not doing the Little Rascals podcast.
0: No, no, I feel a little out of my depth here.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think I've watched one Little Rascals movie, and it was the more modern one. I don't think I saw any of the original Little Rascals.
0: Sure, stuff, so. I don't. Is that a prerequisite? I don't think so.
1: All I know is the "I got a dollar, I got a dollar." That's right. I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey.
0: That's a great song. That's all and I it know. It was about catchy. The I do remember that one. That was. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: he also sings about having a pickle, I believe. <laughs> having a pickle and having a dollar. Nice. All right. <laughs> so, Welcome to Whitney's Mind Palace of the Little Rascals.
0: It's, it's, it's
1: just a big ballroom full of I got a pickle.
0: It's perfectly fine.
1: Hey, 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 hey.
0: This is where we have arrived. Speaking about Mosby's Marauders, you know, if it was a, a, a potentially a more interesting, well-executed film, I, I don't know if we would have arrived where we are. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to shit all over it, even though it—it certainly sounds like I am. It was. It's one of. It's another one of these movies where I feel like
1: fine. I'm curious. I'm going to just plug it now. I'm very curious. Everyone stick around for the rankings. Because I feel like this was a much more uneven movie. But I feel like story plot point wise, there was more interesting meat on the bone. Right. And uh, so I'm curious to see where you rank it and where I rank it versus the other movies. Because... I was pretty nonplussed on the first one. I enjoyed "Follow Me, Boys," but there was it was not like it didn't thrill me. This I feel like had more thrilling elements, but also was much more confusing and uneven. So I'm very curious to see where we both rank it. But
0: I I knew going in we I was gonna have a rough time with a couple of these up top, and that's totally fine. I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm actually uh, here's what I'll say again. It bears repeating that having Kurt Russell be our through line. And our Sherpa through these films is what is keeping me, is what is literally pulling me through them. Because I'm like, uh-huh. this kid, He's he's got it. Well,
1: okay, so they are about to get much tighter. At the very least, like, the the movies are more highly produced. They're still Disney films, so they're still, like, through rose-colored glasses and very, you know, the the drama in disney films is never as dire as a drama in other films but like i'm very curious to see the next couple because the one and only genuine original family band is you know something that i've been mentioning since we first started talking about this it's the first like name that i pull out of the kurt locker like book that i have yeah um because i as a kid loved it i have probably not seen it since i was about eight years old so we're talking 30 years ish of from when I last saw that movie to now so I don't remember any of the story yeah I remember loving it as a kid and there's a song about the one and only genuine original family band that is the only reason that I can remember that title because otherwise I would be lost on that long complicated title of a movie but there's a song That I liked.
0: Right. I still have a tough time typing it out when when I'm like, and next week we're going to be,
1: it's Uh, 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 the original. Yeah, no, at one point in these notes, you've got it backwards in in your next week notes. The one and only original genuine family band.
0: See, I try to do it from memory. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I think there's something to be said also that we're getting to the point.
1: Well, we're moving from the TV to the movies.
0: (laughs) Well, that's also, there is something for sure. I I think there'll also be a changing of the guard because a lot, basically, everyone who has directed and produced these films from this point, and I'm not talking about the Disney level, I'm talking about the people like on set, are the Mm -hmm. old Hollywood guys, right? So, like, they have their careers started in the 20s and 30s.
1: Yep. And there's a lot of sort of formulaic stuff that goes into it and a lot of things yes. where they're like we don't need to f- connect the dots or we don't need to fill this in people will know what we're getting at because there's sort of an old school methodology to how all this is filmed and what is important to show and what you can you know just do exposition with and whatever exactly. i definitely think that you're right in that there's a very sort of 40s feeling vibe to all of these that we've seen so far, even though they were all made in the 60s. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's And, and I, I get it because that we go through those waves all the time. But I, that is the most interesting thing to me when we see basically a director who is under 60 years old because <laughs> a, every one of them has been at least that age. So, yeah, I, I feel like we're coming coming up on that pretty quickly. And then again, we'll actually what? be watching a movie. Holy shit.
1: I also think it's interesting comparing this to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, how Kurt Russell has been the thing that makes these movies watchable. Right. Where I don't always feel that was the case of Keanu. I feel like it was later in his career, but a lot of the early teenage stuff that we watched of Keanu that was terrible, Keanu disappeared into, and in these Kurt Russell is always front and center, the most charisma on screen, and I think that's a very interesting difference.
0: That is worth uh, that is worth it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would uh, I would say I'm thinking of like what was the one we thought it was going to be a a movie about a band and it turned into a
1: Follow Me Boys. No, <laughs> the movie about the Boy Scouts.
0: No, the Keanu movie. Where he was a slacker, oh. like an underachiever, and we're his friend. Okay, I thought you talked about curse. His friend, his friend, uh, commit suicide. I can't remember. Oh my god! Some our listeners are like,
1: you oh, everyone's dunce. Yelling at us, so yeah,
0: dunce. What? It's been. Uh, uh, I thought it was the name of the band in the movie because it starts off with like these two guys are in a band and they're gonna. It even has a name. I'll find no, it's it. I'm going. Something
1: educational. What the it's, hell was the, it called? was something
0: Act, It wasn't Act <laughs> of Vengeance, it wasn't Young Blood. What the f- Permanent Record.
1: Permanent Record. Oh I knew really it had God. something to do with education. I knew it had something to do with education. You
0: were you were not wrong. And I thought it was like a record like, oh cool, a record deal. That was a, yeah. That was a situation that was more of like an ensemble. Even though Keanu was in that, but you were right. Like that was an example for me. River's Edge also, where it was kind of like he would f- f- recede. Uh, he was not the the guy to watch for necessarily. It's it is almost diametrically opposed to how Kurt has started.
1: Yeah. No. I'm not saying that Keanu wasn't great because I feel like there were several parts where he was great. But I feel like when it was a bad movie. Keanu didn't save it. Yes. In those early ones. I don't feel like he had enough presence to have the movie revolve around him, where from the very first thing that we've seen, Kurt Russell, everything revolves around him, whether they mean it to or not.
0: Yeah. And it's 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 refreshing. I'll be honest. You know, because
1: even the ones that like I don't care about so far, there's been nothing that like. I'm like, you'd have to stab me to get me to watch this movie again. There was several like that with Keanu. There's nothing like that with Kurt so far. While I probably will not remember most of these early films later on down the road, they're very forgettable. Right. I also feel like they are fine to watch versus actively, like, abhorrent (laughs) with some of Keanu's.
0: Right. Even later in his career. Uh... Mm. Yeah, that's right. Eli Roth.
1: Yeah, Eli Roth.
0: Stick around. We're going to see how we, you know, rank and and all this stuff like that. This is going to be a short episode. I was we're we're kind of vamping. There isn't much to say about this movie, really. I know it's my week to do this. There is no plot synopsis on IMDb. There is no plot synopsis on Wikipedia. Uh, I found a couple Mm -hmm. user written reviews just on like personal blogger pages I was like, these are fine, but this feels like, even these feel like too much detail for really what happens here. So I put together something quick. I mean, I'm going to read through it in about (sighs) five minutes. It's not maybe. So it'll be one of those episodes. But it'll be interesting to see where, like you said, where we put this on this, Mm -hmm. on this very short list so far. But this could be the first divergence. I don't know. Anything else, Whitney? Anything at all? No. All right. Watch this movie only for Kurt Russell, if you have to. It is free on YouTube. Just search for Mosby's Marauders. It'll be there. Speaking of watching videos, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not on YouTube. Screw that.
1: Mm, Yeah. Don't rot your braid with YouTube.
0: I don't know why they haven't, Directly gone after YouTube like that. That would be like a really fun marketing thing. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Like here's a you. It's that side by side split you TikTok screen. TikTok
1: in there if you wanted to. I'm too old for that. Although I've been very deep in sea shanty TikTok this week. Of course. Like very deep. You know. The Wellerman is the only thing that I can think of on any given at any given moment.
0: I would be shocked if there wasn't some sort of music theory course on sea shanties on Skillshare yeah, that you could I lean agree. into and really, really embrace in a way that hasn't been in hundreds of years, really, really. So
1: I, the other night, was laying in bed and I was thinking about Western society collapsing because of capitalism of course. and the skills that I have that will translate to a post-capitalism society and those that won't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to learn how to card wool and then spin wool into yarn so that I can make clothes. Because, like, I've done a little bit of crochet. I've done a little bit of knitting. Neither neither of them really stuck, but I know that I could learn both of those things. What I don't know how to do at all is spinning yarn and getting it from, like, sheep to ready to make into clothes. The biggest thing is clothing. If capitalism goes away, I don't really know how to make clothes. Yeah, how will you stay warm? And I immediately thought, I bet Skillshare has all of these things.
0: Uh-huh. What did you find? Did you was it there? Carding wool?
1: Well, no. I mean, it was like two in the morning, and I was trying not to wake the dog or my boyfriend up because this was those kind of two in the morning thoughts in bed. So I did not look it up.
0: Okay. Well, guess what? <laughs> I just did.
1: Yeah. And
0: make chunky wool card for giant knitting projects. (laughs) It's there.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, Whitney, you're covered. That was
1: my first thought while I was in bed is I was like, you know what? Instead of trying to, like, figure out in my head how to spin yarn, I should just go to Skillshare because I bet you there's something there on how to spin wool.
0: Right. I just typed card wool. But then also get this. There's all sorts of close up magic on here also with cards. So if you, you know, you could do both. Oh, there you go. You can card while you card.
1: You You know know what I'm saying? when I was 11, gun to my head, I would have told you I would be a magician by now (laughs) when I was 11. That was the career. Interesting. And then I realized that I didn't like people looking at me. So magic probably was not a good career path. You
0: could have been that mystery magician. You know, the one that like reveals the secrets, the one who wears the mask.
1: Yeah. I could have still been wouldn't like that many people looking at me, even through a mask. So, <laughs>
0: understood. Understood. Yeah.
1: No, just a visual medium was never going to be a good way for me to go. <laughs> so, dear
0: listener, as you learn about Whitney through this podcast, mm-hmm. you could learn about you can anything also hear, else. Learn about the skills on Skillshare. Yeah. You want to card wool, or do you want to do magic with cards? It doesn't matter. You could do both on Skillshare at the same time. All right. Mm-hmm. That could be you. There are, there are thirty thousand individual classes to choose from. I'm not I'm not making that up. That's what they provided me. I feel like it's more than that because I, I when I searched well, I mean I searched for card, oh no, I searched for magic mm-hmm. and there are nine hundred and eighty nine magic, which feels like a yeah. large percentage of thirty thousand.
1: <laughs> so it does feel like a large percentage of thirty thousand. you know,
0: I don't know how they're searching, but I, I feel like there's more. but they said thirty thousand. that's fine.
1: Andrew is a teacher.
0: I am a teacher on Skillshare, but I'm also a student. You know, that's one of those situations. Not only am I the president, but I'm also a member. It's one of those things Mm -hmm. where this week I just started uh, a class on. It's weird. It's a little meta, but it is how to learn online. That is the class that I am currently learning. And it's techniques. That's
1: really important. Right. Right now.
0: It's 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 critical thinking it is note taking mm-hmm. it is how to parse information how to parse numbers That's the quickly thing. yeah uh,
1: as somebody who did research for a historical podcast like and had to look up people and figure out what was just some guy's blog and his opinions about this person versus right. what was fact and how to find that information and how to know what was like real history and what was just made up it's um, <laughs> it's it's a skill it's a skill, and I have to say, I definitely think I could have used this how to learn online class before the historical hotties.
0: That's a th- it. It can be that meta. It could be that high level, essentially, right? You could learn a hard skill. You could be like, give me the basics of accounting, or I need to learn how to use <laughs> Keynote. If you want that, that's there. But then there are also these higher level things, right? And, and that's really what I've been getting into more and more, where I'm like, let's try to expand as a human being a little bit, right? Let's try to mm-hmm. do that sort of thing. What we have right now is a free 14-day trial. So it's, the, it's their premium level membership also. So this would normally cost $14 or $15 month to month or something like that. Uh, But you can, for 14 days, have access to all, and I'm air quoting, 30,000 of these so-called magic classes that they offer, or anything else for that matter. They
1: don't say 30,000 magic classes.
0: I don't know. I don't know. These numbers, (laughs) I don't know. I've been trying to parse information online. I don't know if I told you this. I've been learning. It doesn't matter. You can literally try anything for 14 days, uh, and if you like it, you can keep it going, and if not... No big. You didn't pay anything. You didn't put your credit card in. None of that stuff. You go to 12and24.com slash Skillshare. That's one, two and 24com slash Skillshare. You will see a nice page that says, Andrew has invited you to join Skillshare. You just sign up through that link. Boom. Take a class. Expand your mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't watch YouTube. It's rotting your brain. No, watch YouTube. It's mm-hmm. fine. After you're done learning something.
1: It's great. Yeah. You know, balance. Things in equal measure. Learn something, then write your brain on YouTube.
0: Ads are weird. I thought it would be easy. (laughs) I was like, we just say the words. It's not. It's not. But I like the freeformness that we, I like our freeformness that we have. That's not a word.
1: No, but I get what you're going for. Yeah. I'm in. I'm into it, too.
0: (laughs) The freeformity of it all if you will. Whitney, do you want to hear what I have? I
1: do want to hear.
0: All right. This is a little cobbled together, but I'm going to I'm going to try this. All right. Here we go. This is the kind of high-level overview cuz there's no such thing as a deep dive for this movie of Mosby's Marauders, 1967 mm-hmm. film. Kurt Russell plays Willie Prentice. Okay, He is a young private in the Confederate Army. Those are the bad guys. Okay. He makes friends with a Yankee soldier. I don't know
1: if that's true in this movie. It is in real life. R-
0: yeah. I'm just, it, historically.
1: I think you're editorializing the plot points there is all I'm saying. Right.
0: In this movie, you'd be the hard pressed. The
1: kind of seems to be the good guys. Right, which is all very interesting. It's you know, It's from
0: a certain point of view. I don't care for mm-hmm. uh, the politics of of that. Mm-hmm. We're all just they guys. They mostly
1: avoid the politics. Yeah. And they try to lean on the we're all just guys part of it.
0: Yeah. He's a private in the Confederate we, Army. We
1: just barely skirt dangerous territory with this. Cl- it gets close. Very Multiple times I was very close to being like, ooh. I'm going to have some things to say. And then they back off immediately. Right.
0: And you're like, okay. Okay. Fair enough. He makes friends with a Yankee soldier, Henry Jenkins. I had to look up his name because I feel like it was, it may have been said like private Jenkins and maybe he was called Henry once and I was never able to fully form in my brain that Henry Jenkins was his full name. This is a cross Basically a, a a picket line of sorts, right? Like, oh, the guys on that side of the river, those are the bad guys. We're the good guys, et cetera, et cetera. This relationship gets him in trouble. Uh, some shenanigans ensue. He accidentally shoots his commanding officer, Lieutenant Mosby. Is it Lieutenant Mosby? I think so. Sure. However, Willie's knowledge of this area... Right, The Fairfax, Virginia area makes him kind of an invaluable resource because good scouts and guides are hard to find. It's hard to kind of skirt around these these, uh, brigades and soldiers that are set up everywhere. So that's why Lieutenant Mosby, who finds him not a day later after he abandoned his post for shooting him, uh, invites him into the fray once again. He's like, look... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you done goofed, son. Uh, if it happens again, I'll hang you. That's just, it. Just doesn't really mince words. Mosby's kind of an imposing figure. Mm-hmm. So, the concept of these Mosbys—they've called them Rangers or the or the raw the, the Marauders—but essentially, it's like this ragtag group of guys. They're in, engaged in some kind of—I would call this maybe guerrilla warfare. Right? They're like they're in. Yeah. They do a quick hit, and then they're out. There's no it's they've a,
1: got to dis, the whole point is they've got to distract as many people as possible for this other battle that's happening someplace else. I think they like General Lee is over here and they have to draw as many resources as they can by being as annoying and disruptive as they can be.
0: They're chaos agents is what they yes, are. Yes,
1: they are chaos agents. It's like guerrilla chaos. Yeah. So they sneak in in the dead of night and steal fifteen horses, or et cetera.
0: That's yeah, but they do that a bunch, right? It's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: boom, boom, boom in quick succession, and it's kind of th- They're like, how big is the force of people that is that is doing this? Should we send more people to deal with this? It's, I you know, it seemed like a pretty solid strategy as far as I'm not like a, I'm not into the war games, but it seemed like. Yeah, No,
1: I'm not a tactician, but it seemed to be. A solid line of thinking,
0: right? Unfortunately, one of the Confederate generals uh, he 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 hates this guy, he does not like Mosby, he does not like the way he works. He calls him, I want to say, like a brigand or something along those lines. Yeah, he's like something
1: like that. It's very, he's very like these are ungentlemanly tactics,
0: right? When it was all about civility, of course, of mm, course, yes. So the order comes down that Mosby's rangers, Mosby's marauders is are to be disbanded. We need these 16 highly qualified men on the front lines. They can't be like running around, freeing horses, causing chaos anymore. And there's a deadline of, I don't know, 10 days or something like that. Like 10 days, all these guys got to report back and they'll be assigned to different units. So Mosby, smart guy that he is, he's like, well we have to justify our existence so we can continue to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. He plans... Let's kidnap a general.
0: <laughs> he plans the greatest heist of all time. What is the prize? It is a general. It is a it is a Yankee general. Uh, and using the skills of Willie, Kurt Russell, who knows his way around the brush and all these little blueberry fields that are hard to travel through mm-hmm. and all this very intricate mm-hmm. yep. information... He's like, we can we can do it.
1: Can I also say just another thing that spring, sprung into my head when we were talking about yeah. uh, Kurt Russell? So the reason that he knows all of this land so well is that he's a trapper. Right. But rather than calling him a trapper, they keep talking about his trapping. And it is so funny to me every single time that they talk about Kurt Russell's trapping. Yeah. Because they say it. A lot in this movie. And they talk about it in a way that, like, it's so similar in intonation to how it would be said now if you're talking about a very different kind of trapping. Sure. <laughs> but, like, the way that they talked about his trapping, or he's like, obviously I know this because of my trapping, and the w- just the way that they said it, it was almost indistinguishable from how you would say it now about something very, very different. Different line of work. And I giggled like 10 times in this movie because of the way that they talked about trapping. That's
0: incredible. Right. Context super matters. It wasn't even a Mm -hmm. that wasn't even part of the vernacular then. So but now. Yeah. See, it's great. So. We are going to do this heist and Mm -hmm. uh, they need rain and it rains. So that's great. (laughs) They are. Everything's going great. They go under the cover of night and rain. So again, like Whitney had said earlier, everybody kind of looks the same. We're all just like, let's our uniforms aren't that different. Our hats aren't that different. We're all wearing these same type of poncho situations. They sneak through the enemy lines and it is uh, mostly a success based on the information that Willie provides. There is a bit of of a scuffle, I would say. When they they almost get caught, it's like this close. Um, Mm -hmm. Turns out, one of the people who almost caught them was uh, Henry, the guy from across the river earlier in the movie, right? They take him prisoner, prisoner of war. And then they drop him off at the cousin's house of Willie. So she's, uh, or it's Aura Lee, she is uh, very striking played by Peggy Lipton and immediately Aurelie and Henry fall in love. Right. It's like a love at first sight thing. And this is, we. it doesn't matter what, who you're fighting for, who you're fighting against love transcends, right? The theme we've seen over and over again. The heist is successful. Ultimately they go, they get this, um, this Yankee general. I thought this was really interesting when they get this guy, they they sneak up. He seems offended, right? They they literally wake him up out of bed. He seems offended. He's like, I can't believe that during war you would do something like this. <laughs> and he's, he's like, take me to your general.
1: <laughs> he's like, command. No one is ever kidnapped during war. Yeah. How how dare
0: you? <laughs> Uh, I thought that was actually pretty, that was pretty funny. Not meant to be funny, mm-hmm. but it was. I was like, why is this guy so incredulous with the enemies? I, I Yeah, it was pretty good, though. They took a whole, they they captured a general without a shot being fired, is what they said, which was great. The, the Yankee, the captured Yankee general gets sent back to the South. He's in custody, something like that. We see like, like a very abridged and kind of s- this weird relationship form between Aura Lee and Henry. It's very fast. Like, the dude, we see them.
1: He's he's into her at first, like, the first time he sees her, he's like, whoa, this is a smoking babe. And he's in.
0: Southern Belle, you know?
1: <laughs> she basically is in almost as fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, this dude whips out a wedding ring, his mom's wedding ring, and on the second or third date. Like, he's like, I it's like, I found you. I found you. Let's 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 lock it up. Mm-hmm. She's she was like, oh, what what my family say, we can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, there's a little bit of back and forth. Eventually, the wedding is on. However, word of this wedding uh, gets back to the Yankees. And they're like, look, we know some very high ranking uh, people from Mosby's outfit. Potentially even Mosby himself will be attending this wedding. This is our this is our honeypot. We can we're going to spring a trap. Mosby learns that they're going to spring a trap. And this is where the movie is this all this back and forth stuff. He's like, well, we'll spring a trap on the trappers. Long story short, uh, it all works out. Henry gets shot, but I think he's going to be OK. It, it's it's actually not. I, I don't think we know for sure that he's going to be OK, but at least he's going to be well taken care of. Mosby's marauders drive the Yankees back. Uh, the people in Henry's family, Orly's family, ultimately accept that uh, this young man, Henry, uh, mm-hmm. got shot and almost died because he hesitated when it came to, to shooting Willie. He was like, no, yeah, I know him. Was, I he, like him. He's a good person. He
1: should have killed Kurt Russell. And he was like, no, nope, he
0: hesitated. To... And then he got shot. So. That's it. I mean, the movie slash TV show. I mean, it. I was not expecting it to just end, but it's it just ends. Like they're like, well, I think everything's gonna be okay. Kurt Russell's like, when you get better, don't forget I'm your best man. He gets on his horse and he rides about ten feet and then it cuts to black, and <laughs> that is the movie. Yeah, and the
1: and the guy is still like shot and bleeding on the ground and maybe isn't gonna make right. it. Right, no
0: one is hurrying. There is no sense of
1: urgency. No, they sent the the smallest, youngest, most inefficient person to go get the doctor.
0: Right. And you don't know. It's like Kurt Russell's younger brother. And this kid is like seven tops. Very small. And I I believe if you told me that like a seven-year-old during the Civil War is sturdier than adult you, Andrew, I would entertain the argument.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, a seven-year-old now might be more ap- apt than I am at getting things done.
0: I, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, but again, <sighs> I, I, I don't know. They had horses, and they just sent this kid off on what appeared to be foot. I don't know. That's it. That's Mosby's Marauders. That's all I got. That's all. That's all there is to say. Did I miss anything? I, that was more than I even wrote. I felt like I had to, like, flesh it out more. Like I said, I only had like six sentences. I think you got
1: all the major points.
0: Okay. So, Whitney, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: do you recommend this movie? Like, given all we've seen, all we've talked about, and just the previous two films we've watched, Mosby's Marauders, are you given, we have not recommended a movie yet, by the way. Do you recommend this movie? I do not. Okay. Do you? I do not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I think if there if this were to be remade, I think there's a lot of meat on those bones. But I don't think that this movie currently does anything with it. I'm very ambivalent about the whole thing. Take it, leave it. Is it fine? Yes. Is it bad? Kind of. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't hate that it's how I spent my time. Yeah. But it's also not how I would seek out to spend my time in the future. (laughs)
0: Right. It wasn't like remarkable by any stretch. But it was you know I'm I'm literally right there with you. I'm not singing. I'd be shocked.
1: Especially if you have any sort of interest in historical costuming, do not watch it. I actively dissuade you from watching. If this. that's your jam, because they do that thing that all those movies in the like late sixties did, where it's all looks like late sixties, early seventies clothes, but they've got like a big hoop skirt on them. It's bad. Her hair's bad. Her eye makeup looks like what's her name from uh, Andy Warhol's Factory. Like everything is super anachronistic in this.
0: So so far. Not a single recommendation for 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 Kurt movies. TV shows, mm-hmm. actually, if I'm being specific about it. Mm-hmm. So this is where we rank our films. We have two. Mm-hmm. This will be the third film that we've ranked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we want to do this. Uh, I feel like maybe... Maybe I'll go one, two, three, and then we'll both say where we want to put it at the same exact time, and see if it syncs up.
1: Oh, I don't know. I have more debate than that. Oh, you do. But we can we can do that.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna it's okay. gonna be three, and then say it. Not on you know because I can't say two things at the right. same time. You ready?
1: Correct. All right,
0: here we go. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, two. two. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it Whitney our lists are the same
1: so far identical lists Perfect. I think that there's more interesting ideas story wise and more pathos in Mosby's Marauders than there is in Follow Me Boys but also Follow Me Boys has so many random plot turns that I was watching it and I was there's an entertainment value in the I'm sorry, what's happening now? A Follow Me Boys that I think edges it out over Mosby's Marauders. Like if I had to sit down and show one of these three movies to anybody, I think Follow Me Boys would be like a buckle in, it's a wild ride kind of a thing, and it's the one that I would choose. But I think Mosby's Marauders has more action than Follow Me Boys. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's funny that our lists are identical so far
0: it's foretold by the prophecy no i don't know of anything about that
1: <laughs> i just had
0: i don't i don't know if you if you put these three movies in front of anybody right and they mm-hmm. didn't rank them in this order i yeah. i would need to hear a compelling argument as to why not because yeah. for me these movies this is the ranking for these movies Movies, like.
1: No, I agree. I think there's a very clear quality delineation yeah. just as movies go, mainly because Guns of Diablo and Mosby's Marauders are like two episodes of a TV yes. show Damn crammed it. together. Damn it. <laughs> uh, and I think that that really shows in how things don't follow through on a line the way that they do in a good movie.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think that's where that very clear sort of. This is where they stand in quality comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask a question here that might be a little leading, but I, it, it, it just occurred to me. So do you think it is possible for the rest of Kurt's career for any of his films to fall below these three? Because that did happen for Keanu for us.
1: It did happen for Keanu. More than once. That's a super good question. I will say that based on the Kurt Russell movies that I know, mm-hmm. nothing's going to fall below these.
0: You're on the record. I will also go on the record and say I would be goddamn but shocked.
1: We, we were up until like the last couple years of Keanu's career and we were still dipping down into the first like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah,
0: that's the roller coaster that is Keanu. It's great. Yeah.
1: We were like, John Wick, oh no, the worst movie he's ever made. Oh no, another John Wick. And it was like, what's happening? I don't believe that any Kurt Russell movie that I already know about, like have seen, will dip into, like, will displace any of these. I think these will continue to sink down. Yeah. But I also don't know. There's a lot of Kurt Russell movies I have not seen.
0: It's, it's fine. My assumption was straight up through the mid 90s. We're looking at a up and to the right graph for me. I just feel yes. like every single one continues to get better than the last one with some notable exceptions that are based on pure taste. But for the most part, mm-hmm. we're talking up and to the yeah. right. And then a dip...
1: Escape from New York is a hard one to beat. Yeah,
0: I would say The Thing, Escape from New York, which are both very early, right?
1: But, like, Escape from New York is 80. So you've got... I think, personally, and again, this is conversation we will be having again later, but Escape from New York is better than The Thing, for me personally. Okay, yeah. I know that's not true for everybody, but for me, like... I'm looking at the la- the next couple in the 80s. Basically, through all the 80s, there's only one thing that gives escape from New York. A run. <laughs> like, a run for its money.
0: I would, yeah, I would buy that.
1: So, I don't, to me, I don't see an up and to the right graph. But I do see a fairly consistent rising through a, yeah, probably through the 90s. Yeah.
0: And I think the, early, the late 90s, early aughts, maybe... And then another huge rise <laughs> recently. Yeah. But again, based on a, a very small sampling, as we have seen, less than half of the films that I've even seen of his. But right. um, this is right. just an assumption.
1: We, we have so much unknown to go through right. that this is purely based on what I've seen of his. So.
0: Well, that's great. I'm,
1: there, there could be some real stinkers in there. I
0: hope not. I and I. I hope not. Too. I, I just can't see it being worse than a nineteen sixty seven television show that they smushed together.
1: Listen, I'll tell you right now. I don't see, think we will watch anything that fills me with the loathing that Ellie Parker or Knock Knock filled me with. I don't think there's a single movie on this list that I wouldn't rather watch than Knock Knock. Uh,
0: you know, and it's funny, the, uh, Ellie Parker and like these mo- these movies that we've had are mm-hmm. equally difficult to find. It's it's mad separated yes. by decades and yet both uh, very difficult to find to come by.
1: Often the things that are lost to time are <laughs> lost to time for a reason. <laughs> There's a reason why we know so much about Cleopatra, uh, but you can't find Mosby's Marauders. That's
0: it's true, very true, very true. Well, that's good. All right, same list, no recommends, but mm-hmm. you know we're we're getting into it. At least we're seeing. We're seeing some promising stuff from this guy.
1: We are.
0: So, let's talk about next week. This will be great.
1: The one and only genuine original family band. That's
0: right. And you're walking us through it. So it's it all it all, it all lines I'm up. I'm
1: excited. We've already we've already set it up. This is will be the first time in about 30 years that I've seen the movie and I'm only 37. So, I'm in for a ride.
0: I think we may have a guest on for that one too. I believe we do. So that's great. That'll be our first. Uh, <laughs> our first guest. Astute listeners may be able to determine who that might be, but uh, you know, we'll we'll yeah play it fast uh, and loose. You
1: probably you'd probably be able to intuit who uh, the guest might be.
0: Yeah. So that'll be a uh, that'll be interesting. A real movie, a Disney movie.
1: Think of all of the people that you know through this podcast who might also have seen the one and only genuine original family band.
0: Right. Hint. It ain't me. I mean, I'll be on the episode, but, you know, (laughs) that's not the answer. All right. That brings us to the end. We did it. Another one in the bank. Feeling good. Feeling good. Whitney, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where can people find you and your shenanigans on the Internet if they were so inclined?
1: Mm. Well, most of my shenanigans are definitely on Instagram. Uh, But that's primarily food and dog shenanigans. Uh, That's Whitney Nelson, at Whitney Nelson on Instagram, uh, N-E-L-S-E-N. And then I'm Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. Uh, So Instagram, no underscore, Twitter underscore. And that's where you can find all my stuff, for the most part. I... I'm not doing much in the way of podcasting at the moment other than the Kurt Locker. So also f- listen to Cool Breeze if you want to see more of me. Yeah,
0: 70 plus episodes, 70 plus episodes. I guess I should note. Let's see here. What's the date? What year is it? OK.
1: What year is it? That's a good question.
0: It's, it's interesting. In exactly one week, exactly one week from today the mm-hmm. day of recording this, mm-hmm. uh, will be the two-year anniversary of Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. Our first Aww. episode released on the January 26, 2019. So, uh, we might be doing something for that. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. I'll talk with Whitney about it, Lister. <laughs>
1: see what we can come up with.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so... Uh, if you want to find me on the internet I am at dark driving pretty much everywhere I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram Uh, and you know you could also find me on Skillshare if one were so inclined just go ahead and do that Mm -hmm. I want to promote something that is super interesting I found myself uh, in this really cool gig of filming the Philadelphia Opera recently so if you go to OperaPhila.tv. Uh, you'll find a video there. I don't know if you like opera. I mean, you know, you know, I have no strong feelings for or against it, but I was hired to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, I'm
1: generally pro. Pro, yeah, that's great. Not, not that you were asking, but I'm generally pro opera. I've seen a few in my time.
0: Do you have a preference in on language or uh, or anything like that?
1: Uh, I've seen. Several different languages. I think my favorite was Rigoletto.
0: Oh well, then you are in for
1: a treat.
0: I filmed a competition, an opera competition, which I was not aware of that even existed. Right? Uh, it is what's called the jarjari competition. It happens every year. Mm. We live streamed it. Uh, we had this was it happened a, about a month and a half ago, but I couldn't talk about it for a little bit. Uh, we live streamed to about 4,000 people across the world, which was amazing. Uh, and it was about 12, I think it was 12 or 13 singers competing to win a, a, a prize, uh, acclaim, mm-hmm. the ability to, when we return into the real world again, to sing live at a very prestigious uh, opera house. Uh, check it out. It's on operaphila.tv. It's called the Bel Canto Jar Competition. I filmed it. Fun. It's awesome. That's it. That's all I got. (sighs) We did it. I'm gonna press this button. We did it. (laughs) Let me press
1: Goodbye, everybody! Wait, I gotta (laughs)
0: press the button. We gotta have our cool ass song. What does Jack Burton say? Oh, that's right. Sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning.
1: Now can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody! I still have a box of my magic tricks somewhere.
0: You should do it. Let me make, let me help. Yeah. Was the, did you want to be a magician? Like a, or did you want to be like an illusionist? I wanted. Was it, to what was be... the scale of your dreams?
1: <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> I wanted to be more on the level of like street magic, but I wanted david copperfield showmanship like i wanted to i wanted like like glitter and sequins yeah. and orchestrated music and the whole thing yeah. but i definitely think that the tricks were more on a one-on-one shocking a small group of people on the street kind of level i didn't want to like make the empire state building disappear but i i did want like a lot of sequins and glitter and satin capes and stuff.
0: That all checks out. You're probably leaning more (laughs) towards Siegfried and Roy, maybe, than if that's what, you know.
1: Yeah, no, that's not not a terrible assumption (laughs) to make.